Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you for coming back to hanging out with me with Kicking with Lynn. Today we're going to talk about the government or the laws under which this state has been, country has been instituted. It all came about when on July 4th, 1776, the colonists in the New World, governed by Britain, decided that they wanted their independence. So they declared war on Britain. They wanted their freedom. They wanted their liberty. So they decided, well, we're going to go to war. And that's exactly what they did. And during this time, the war was fought for many years. But when they finally declared war, now they had to come up with an idea as how to run the country in itself under these circumstances. The war was ended in 1783 when the Treaty of Paris was signed, bringing to a compromise the agreements between Britain and the colonists. They agreed. But in 1781, a few years before this agreement came about, the colonists formed what we call the Articles of Confederation, which was a new plan of governing the colonists here in the New World. Well, it was a plan that was mostly directed at the states, not so much as a government. And now we have to come up with a better plan because we cannot have states having all control and everything going into chaos. We had to have one central head, so they decided to form a republic. And the republic wound up coming up with the federal system, whereby we would have three different branches, which would be the executive branch, which would be someone who is not a monarchy, someone who would share powers with the states in question. And then we'd have a legislative branch, whereby they would create laws and present new bills, and then we'll have our judicial system, which would be the Supreme Court. And oh, by the way, once you were assigned as a Supreme Court justice, that was your job for life. You were never, ever going to leave that position. Okay, we go and we settle this. And now we have to come up with understanding and debates and compromises as to how these systems will be incorporated. Those were the ways that the government would be set up. But now, some of the debates that they had originally focused around on how would the states be represented in this Congress, this new governmental system that we have established. And we have the North involved, we have the South, and we have a lot of territories that are not yet even established. <clears throat> but however... In the 13 colonies, we only needed nine of the states to ratify this new proposal that was going to be sent out to all the colonies. But prior to them sending out, they had to come up with some understanding as to, number one, how would they be represented in the Congress? Number two, how would they treat and deal with the issue of taxes where the government would be funded and the issue of slavery? Well... We have two different views as to how we're going to be represented in Congress. Each 
wanted their states to be represented as one, and that was okay. However, we have the issue of four million Negroes who have just recently been freed, and they're all basically located in the South. The South wanted to have them represented as a state, but not to be counted as a citizen or to be voting. So that was a disagreement that they had to come to. So when they came to a compromise between two different plans that were entered, here's what they came up with, what they called a three-fifth compromise. All states that had slaves in them, for every five human being slave, the government would only count three. And these would be the representations of the Negroes for the various states that they wanted to be included for their count. Now, but there is something a little not quite altogether there. What happened to the other two individuals of the five? So originally, blacks were not given proper credit for their presence in order to satisfy an agreement as to how they would be represented. So we were never given full count. One of the other questions that arose was how would they going to be represented in taxation? That went by population as well. And that too came up to an agreement. But one of the biggest issues that arose in 1788, <clears throat> dealt with the South and their economy. The South was one of the most richest areas in the country at the time, due to the fact that they were cotton growers, they were sugarcane growers, they were rice growers, and all of their products was being shipped all around the world. And the input of Negroes in the South to produce these products, their crop, their cash crops was very important. So what are the conditions and the compromise that they came to on that part, which they forced Congress to extend the slave trade from 1788 for the next 20 years, they were hogtied and compromised by saying, Turn your heads, Congress. We need slaves in the South, and we're going to have them. And yes, this was actually written into the Constitution. It is there in Article 1, Section 2.